Hey, good morning. So glad you're here today. Man, what, what, for you, whoever came in during that monsoon, look, I am so proud of you. I saw people bringing in their kids and soaking wet and everything like that. Man, that, that was something right there. So super proud of you. And it's fitting that it's raining like this. I'm talking about storms today. I'm going to be talking about that. Um, last week, less than I were gone, we celebrated our 35th anniversary. We went to Maine. You may think, why did, why Maine? Why not? I don't know. Why Maine? Uh, we went and it was great. Uh, um, but the, about two days before we left, uh, we saw that a storm front was coming in from Canada. And so uh, we uh, hunkered down and, and just because we'd already had a plan and did that. Um, anyway, all that said was I wasn't here last week. I'll get in the storm part. And Cameron's had some sickness in his family. And Mitchell preached, heard he did a great job. I'm not just saying that because he's my son, but I uh, heard he did a great job. And, uh, and uh, saw the video, was, uh, hated I wasn't here, but um, so I'm uh, super excited about him. And, and just, uh, we have a lot of young guys that can speak and preach. I'm super excited about that as well uh, at Eastridge. So we're in a series called Jesus Changes Everything. And this is week three and talking about Jesus is trustworthy. And the point of the message is that you can trust Jesus in any storm. You can trust Jesus in any storm. Like I said, we went to Maine, and uh, the storm hit, and you know, you can do whatever you want, but we're already there. And so uh, there were a couple of days, the high was 48. It was raining, 20-mile-an-hour wind. And so Les and I got our rain jackets on, and we hunkered down, because you're there. You're going to do what you're going to do. And uh, storms, people uh, do a lot of different things when it comes to storms. Uh, I don't remember when you were little, uh, when... For some of y'all, this won't apply, but for a lot of us, it does. Uh, it, it, your parents would say if it was storming outside, they say, don't talk on the phone during the storm. Cause, cause, you know, you had, Mary had a landline, had a landline, and uh, you, you get electrocuted. I never knew anybody ever got electrocuted that way, but you, you did what your parents said or they'd beat you. And so um, <laughs> that's the way it worked back then. And I know I can, I got many, many a beating to go for it. So anyway, uh, or you'd be, your parents would say, don't take a shower. Don't, don't take a shower. And rain. It's like they come through the pipes to come through. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about all that, but cause you're, you're the boss. I'll do it. And so we have these different things about raining and storms. And, and so even it even affects, uh, 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 driving like here, here's, here's the, this has nothing to do with the sermon today. This is just what I need to know. Okay. There are two types of people in this world. There are those who pull over when it's raining real hard, and there are those who are not pulling over. No, it could be it could be coming down in buckets, pulling over when it's raining, pull over when it's raining. Okay, I respect you a little bit. <laughs> My wife is a pullover. This has been a marriage counseling issue with us. She's a pullover. She's a pullover when it rains. I mean, we need to pull over. No, we don't. No, we don't. I am. Let's go no matter what. Let's go. We're going. You know, put my life in jeopardy. And anyway, just. <laughs> It's not the wisest thing to do, but it's just funny just how we deal with different storms that come our way, different storms that come our way. And the truth is, is that we've kind of been in this rainy season here. Uh, I feel like it's been that way uh, uh, for a while. It seems like it rained every Sunday for about eight straight weeks, and then it rained today. Uh, but we've kind of been in this rainy season and storms. And, and the truth is that we're always going to have storms in our lives. Always. You're always going to have storms in your life. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor. It doesn't matter if you've got great education, no education. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you've got kids, no kids, married, single. It doesn't matter. You're always going to have storms in your life. There are going to be storms. And the thing about storms is some of them are self-made. 
Some of them are self-made. We make bad choices, and this creates a storm in our life. And a lot of times when we, do, when we make a bad choice, when we're, we're bad about this, especially Christ followers. We'll make a bad choice in our life, and it creates a storm, and then we get mad at God. We do. We go, why did you do that? Why did you help me? Why did you? He's like, it's because you were stupid. That's what happened here. And then you, if you, you, how many of you ever had this conversation? I have it with myself. I do have it with myself. I'm like, Lord, I understand what's going on. He's like, I told you not to do that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm stupid. That's what, that's where it comes in. But here's the, here's the thing. Jesus is big. He's big enough for even that kind of storm, a self-inflicted storm. He's still big enough to handle that, that he's, he, he's trustworthy even in that storm. But some storms are circumstantial. They're circumstantial. They're not your fault. Nobody's fault. It is just a season. It is just something that happens. And, 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 and it's not anybody's fault that you're just simply in a storm and it's called life. Sometimes life is just a storm and it's nobody's fault. You're just in it. It's not because you've chosen poorly. It's not, it's not anything to do with that. And I started to think about just some of the storms that we have that we go through. And some of the storms are relational. We have relational storms. And this is called marriage. I'm just kidding, guys. Anyway, so. <laughs> but your family, your friends, they're just relational storms. Sometimes it's financial storms. And, and either one of these, they could be self-inflicted or, the, or they, could, they could be circumstantial. I remember when we first started South Campus, first started South Campus, I felt like we were in a season where everything in our house was breaking. Have you ever been, you ever been like, I feel like all our appliances, we were working on cars, and it was just a season. It hasn't happened since. I hope it doesn't happen again. Anyway, but it hadn't happened since where everything was breaking. And, and it's just a storm where we're constantly doing stuff. And, and you go through storms that are financial, where you just, you just feel the stress. Sometimes the storms are health storms. That you're going through something health-wise. Maybe a test came back. They've got to do another one. Or maybe something's not working the way it should. Maybe you don't feel well. Maybe you've got some kind of health decline, or maybe you're dealing with some disease. But those are health storms. Some are job storms. We have job storms. Maybe the storm is we don't have a job. Maybe the storm is, is that we've got all this pressure on our job. Maybe the storm is this toxic culture of our job that we have. Or maybe the storm is just we're in a job that's not really our passion, we're, we're, that we're trying to figure that out. But we've got, these, we've got this storm. And then storms are personal. That all of us here today, we have hurts, we have habits, we have hangups. And a lot of times these create storms in our lives. There's just no way around it. They just do. And then finally, there are spiritual storms. Storms where our faith is being challenged or storms where our faith is being tested. Or even storms where we feel like our faith is being squashed. And so you have these self-made storms, poor choices, or you have these circumstantial storms that just happen. But I'm going to give you a third. Sometimes God will take you into a storm. I'm saying sometimes, not every storm. I want you, but I want you to hear me on this. Sometimes God takes you into a storm. You wonder why this is happening, why this is going on. He's taking you into a storm. And he's doing it to teach you this lesson, that he can be trusted. I can trust Jesus in any storm. Sometimes Jesus is going to steer you. The Holy Spirit is going to say, you go here, you do that. And when you get there, you think it's going to be great. But the truth is, it's just the middle. You've, you've landed in a storm. 
I'm just landing in a storm. And you're thinking, why did God send me here? Why am I doing this? Why did this happen? I feel like I was doing what you told me to do. And you are. It's because he wants to show you that he can be trusted in any storm. So here's the scripture for today. Man, I just love, I love the scripture. I, I love, I love the, the, the way God uh, speaks to us through his word. So practical. So I can place myself in all different people in this story, except for Jesus, because he's Jesus and I'm not. It says immediately after this, well, here's what happened. Jesus just fed the 5,000 and uh, just huge miracle. That man, just, could you imagine being part of that? Like, wouldn't you want to be there for that man? Man, you know, five loaves and two fish, and you're picking up all kinds of, man, that'd be, that'd be a boom, high five. We fed all these people. We'd be, we'd be super excited, wouldn't we? Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross over to the other side of the lake. Now, this lake was the lake of Gennesaret, which was also called the Sea of Galilee. They had several names for it. It's kind of like we call Panama City Redneck Riviera. That's kind of what that is. Not really, but anyway. But They had a couple names for it. But so if you see some translations, it may say Sea of Galilee, or some translations may say Lake Gennesaret. But he says they went over, he told them to go and cross over to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. Jesus stayed back with the people. He sends his disciples, you go across the lake. Now, here's the thing that we don't understand. In this time, people didn't go very far from the shore. They just didn't. The truth is people didn't go very far at all anyway. People didn't go very far. Like they didn't travel. We think that people travel. We watch these movies. They, they rode the West. Very few people did that. Very few. And people didn't go far from the shore. And they didn't go very far. Like they didn't launch out to, to where they couldn't see the shore. And the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Gennesaret, was this, had these mountains on this side. And it was a windstorm. is a tunnel formed there. And it had all these storms. It was like a windstorm. It went over and over. So they knew that storms could come up. And after sending them home, he went up to the hillside to pray. Jesus goes up to pray, sends his disciples. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? That Jesus says, hey, y'all go over to the other side and they're on the other side and they're battling the storm. And they're like, Jesus, you know, what are you doing? What's going on here? You told us to go. We're in the storm. You put us in the storm. Jesus put us in the storm. You, you have to think that they would be thinking this. They would have to be thinking this. They don't look at Jesus the same way that we do. We would probably be saying about Jesus right now. We probably do say it about Jesus. When Jesus, when we do something and things don't go our way, we immediately go, Jesus, where are you? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? This is what we think. And they're fighting heavy waves. It's so many times in our lives that you and I are in storms. And you may be here today and you may be in a self-inflicted storm. I've been there. I will probably be there again. I don't want to be there, but I'm human, and so are you. You may be in a storm today, and it may be circumstantial. Not your fault, not anybody's fault. It is just circumstances have risen, and you are in a storm. Or you may be in a storm today that God has directed you to. But either way, no matter what, what I want you to see is this, is that Jesus can be trusted no matter what storm you're in. But here's the thing about storms. Storms bring up two things that are enemies of our faith. The first is this, is storms of fear. Let me ask you this. When is a time of your life where you are really afraid? Like you are really, really scared. 
Now we have these moments like if you're in a car and like somebody almost hits us, you have that moment. You ever had the moment, oh man, I, almost, I could have died right there. We, we, we kind of go through those moments real, real quickly. But we have in that moment, it's like, oh, God, man, you could have killed me. Pay attention. Something like that. But when is the time where you have been really, really afraid? Several years ago, when I was a younger man, I was hunting in the Cherokee National Forest. I was bow hunting. Now, I had, a, I had a PSE bow, if you don't know anything about it. Bows back then, they aren't like the bows now. They're not. The bows now shoot very fast. They're very accurate. Bows back then, it was, it was a good bow, but it kind of had a little loop to it. It had a little loop. Like, if you did a long shot, it had a loop, it had a loop to get there. You know what I'm saying? It just, I could almost throw it as hard as I could shoot it right there. So I was hunting, and I got down from my stand, hunting in the National Forest. So there's another guy, but it's, it's, it's hundreds of thousands of acres. And I hear something coming. And this is the noise it makes in the woods. You hear something's coming. It goes, ch, ch, ch. If you ever want to know what that is, that's what somebody's coming. Something's coming. So I hear, ch, ch, ch. I'm thinking, a deer's coming. A deer's coming. So I'm getting ready. I get the bow ready. I, I, I draw back. And I'm getting ready. I, it's coming right towards me. It's coming right towards me. Ch, ch, getting a lot of, ch, ch. all of a sudden, my, I'm getting a little drilling going. All of a sudden, it is a big black bear. And in this moment, I have to make this decision. Am I going to shoot it with the bow that loops? I don't think so. So I have a choice. I can play dead or I can run. I ran like the wind, y'all. Look, I ran. You've never seen a man run so fast in his life. I ran with that bow cocked. I was running like this, as dangerous as I was running. I ran, I mean, I'm telling you, I ran downhill as fast as I could, as far as I could, till I could not run anymore. And when I got down there, I was looking around thinking it was following me and everything like that. Something happened. This is the most scared I've ever been in my life, which I know you, I, I, I'm pulling out my man card and just stomping on it right here. I started shaking uncontrollably, y'all. I was like, you ever seen Barney Five try to get his bullet out? That's what I look like. That's what I look like. I'm trying to get my bullet. I can't get it. This is crazy. But here's the thing about storms. Storms bring about fear. And they're the enemy of faith. And you're thinking, well, why would God send me into a storm if it's going to bring about fear? Hear me. Because he wants you to overcome your fears. You know, it's funny. We sit in here on Sunday morning, we act like we don't have fears. The truth is we're full of them. Fear is always a tension with faith. That we think if I have faith, then I won't have any fear. And that's not true. You'll just have more faith than you do fear. If you act upon your faith. If you don't act upon your faith, then you'll have more fear than you do faith. And so God will continually place you. He'll continually use storms. This tension of faith and fear in our lives. And so in our scripture, we see that Jesus sends them out. And it says about three o'clock in the morning... Jesus came towards him. Now, that seems like an odd time to come out, doesn't it? And then I'm also thinking, the disciples been in the boat all that time? Can you imagine? Man, I bet they are furious. Jesus sent them out. They're still in the boat at 3 o'clock in the morning. Wouldn't you be mad? Come on, hang me with me. Somebody help me here. Like, I'd be like, what the what? When the disciples walk, saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Their day goes from bad to worse. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think that? Somebody comes walking up, you think it was a ghost. That'd be a natural inclination. Hey, there's a ghost. 
But Jesus spoke to him at once and said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And a couple of thoughts here. If you're going through a storm, if you feel like, man, it's 3 a.m., that's the story of my life right now. That it's storming and I'm tired and I'm fearful. I want you to hear me. Jesus sees you. He sees you. I feel like one of the greatest weapons that Satan uses is he fills our minds with thoughts to say that Jesus doesn't care about us. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about the storm you're in. He doesn't care that you're struggling. He doesn't care it's 3 a.m. He doesn't care it's storming. Look, hear me, hear me. He sees you. And he says the same thing to you that he said to the disciples. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because he is close by. Jesus is close. In Matthew 28, 10, 28, Matthew 10, 28, Jesus gave us two things to be afraid of. Two things. Only two things that we're supposed to be afraid of in this world. Man, if you'd only remember this, this would be great. You're to fear God and nothing else. That's what he says. Look it up. Matthew 10, 28. Fear God and nothing else. And I love how Jesus phrases this last part. See, we see this last part where he says, take courage. I am here. The part, I am here, in the Old Testament, when, when God spoke to people and when he spoke to Moses, uh, uh, Moses said, hey, I, I'm supposed to tell people that you sent me. Who do, who do I say that you are? Because they had all kinds of names for gods back then. And God said, tell them I am. Tell them I am sent you. That, that was the name. That was the name God called himself. Tell them I am. Jesus, in this, in this moment right here, he says, take courage. I am. I am. He's saying, he said, the God is here, that I'm here, that you can trust me. You can put away your fears. You can place your faith in me because I'm worthy of that trust because I am. Well, the second thing is storms bring up doubts. Whereas fear is an enemy of our faith, doubt is an enemy too. Fear keeps us from moving and acting, whereas doubts a lot of times causes us to second-guess ourselves. Have you ever felt like God called you to do something and you immediately second-guessed it? You ever done that? God tells you to start doing something, and you're like, yeah, I mean, they may even ask you to do something at church, and you sign up on it, and I'm going to sign up and do this, and you get home going, I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to do that. Or you have this moment where you're going to give your life to Christ. Going to give, I'm going to rededicate. This is going to be the Sunday. You get, you get in the car and go, I don't know. I don't know. And we have this, we have this thing with, with doubt that we, we think that God spoke to us, that he told me to do something. I feel like he's calling me to do something. And we all have doubts. Everybody in this room has doubts. We all have doubts. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, he preached that Jesus was Messiah. He preached. And uh, he baptized Jesus. He was preaching. And, and he, it said that he had led the way. He had cleared the path for Jesus to come. When John gets arrested, thrown into prison, he sends a messenger to Jesus and he asks this question. Are you the Messiah? 
what happened. He had doubts. And Jesus never, Jesus didn't ridicule him. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't say, hey, tell John if he doesn't believe, then forget it. No, he says, go tell John this. The lame walk, the blind see, and the gospel is being preached. I am who I say I am. I'm the Messiah. And so many times in our lives, we have these doubts and we don't know what to do. We feel like God's called us. And a lot of times storms, when we get in these storms, we, we start to have, say, I, I, I think God's got me here. I'm learning a lesson. But in the middle of the storm, we start having these doubts. Ah, I don't, how's this going to work out? What if I do this? What if I do that? And, and we, we can second guess everything. Look at the scripture right here. I love this part right here. Because we got Peter who's just, I'm so glad he's in the Bible because he's just like most of us. He's going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. When he's supposed to be quiet, he's, he's going to talk. When he's supposed to stay awake, he's going to fall asleep. He's going to, he's, he is, he's, he's going to make bold claims, I'll follow you no matter what, and then he's going to deny him. He's just always, he's just, he's just like us. And then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. I see Peter going, yeah. how about that, guys? Jesus, come on. Uh-oh. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. Can you imagine that moment? For the rest of Peter's life, he was the only one that ever did that besides Jesus. Was it five steps, ten? Was it twenty? I have no idea. What were the other disciples thinking? We should have gone with him. Well, that guy's crazy. Man, that was awesome. But like any moment, Peter starts to second guess, it says. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and grabbed him. So you have, you have so little faith, Jesus said, why did you doubt me? And for those of us here today that are dealing with doubt, I want to share this with you. Jesus has his hand out to you. He has his hand out to me. I want you to hear, hear me on this. Listen. There's going to be times where you blow it. There's going to be times where you doubt. But don't ever doubt that his hand isn't there. His hand's right there. Don't ever doubt that he's not just waiting. Because so many times we think, I've blown it. I can't come back to him. I'll never get my life right. I've made these mistakes. I've, I've created these storms or whatever. But hear me, hear me. His hand's always there. And he's waiting to pull you out. Which leads me to the last part. Is I can trust Jesus because he is God. I was looking at this whole thing of uh, traits of trustworthy people. It's very interesting to me, stuff like this. Traits of trustworthy people, people that uh, we deem trustworthy. Why, why do we deem people to be trustworthy? As a matter of fact, uh, professionals who are deemed trustworthy, uh, they did a survey, and uh, doctors came out to be number one. The people, people find their doctors to be the most trustworthy people they know. Who's, who's, who's somebody that's trustworthy? Their doctor. A, a child's teacher came in second. Child's teacher. A spiritual leader came in third. This has got to be wrong. It's got to, we got to, you know, somebody messed this up. That's probably very accurate. But there are these qualities 
for a trustworthy person. I want to, I want to run through them real fast. Authentic. We trust people who are authentic. Consistent. We trust people who are consistent. Integrity. This is who you are when nobody's looking. That is what integrity is. Who are you on Monday morning? Are you the same person you are Sunday? Integrity. Who you are when nobody's looking. We trust people who have integrity. Compassion. We trust people who have compassion, who have the ability to have empathy towards our situation or our other's dilemmas. Kind. We trust people who are kind. Resourceful. We trust people who are resourceful who have resources to help. We trust those people. Humble. We trust people who are humble. When we think of somebody who's trustworthy, when we think of somebody who's proud or arrogant, we think of people who are humble, who don't think themselves more than they ought to, that they're just simply in the state of humility. And then finally, we trust people who are available, that people who are available, they, we deem to be trustworthy, not people who aren't available. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to walk through these again real quick. Authentic, consistent, integrity, compassion, kind, resourceful, humble, and available. Listen to me. Jesus is all these. He's every one of these. He's all of these all the time. You won't find a more humble person. You won't find a more resourceful person, more kind, more compassionate. You won't find more. But hear me, hear me, listen to this. That's not why you trust him. That's not why you trust him. That's not why Jesus is trustworthy. He is all these things, but that is not why we trust him. We trust Jesus because he's God. He's the son of God. He's the only one who can save us. All those, you might find somebody on this earth who's kind, who has integrity, compassion, but there's only one person that's going to save you, and that's Jesus Christ. There's only one person that's going to pull you out of the storms. That is Jesus Christ. Now, he may use another human being to do it, but there's only one person that's going to pull you out. That is Jesus Christ. Any storm of your life, he pulls us out. That's where it's at. That's why we trust Jesus. As a matter of fact, the end of the story ends with those guys coming to this conclusion in this moment. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him and they said, you really are the son of God. They came to this moment. It took a storm to get them there. Then this moment that Jesus is bigger than any storm, that he is the son of God. That's the lesson that God wants for us today, that you and I would follow Jesus, not because of all these other things. Those are great. Those are great. His compassion, which is who he is, his kindness, who he is. But we would follow him because he's the son of God, that he defeated death, that he stormed the gates of hell, that he's fully God, fully man, that he's full of love, hope, and peace. And listen to this. Here's the top of all. And he loves us unconditionally, loves us completely. And his hand still reaches out today. So let me ask you this. In concluding this message, I can trust Jesus in any storm. When is the last time that you felt like you were really trusting Jesus? When is the last time that you took a step of faith that was so great that you had some angst. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know how that's going to work out. I got a little, yeah, I got a little fearful of that thing. I got a little anxiety laying awake. No, I don't know about that. When's the last time you took a step of faith, man? You had some doubts about. Well, if you don't show up, I'm going to look stupid. Did you really tell me to do this? Let me tell you the three ways this works. 
Steps of faith work in three ways. Only three. Time, money, and people. Time, money, and people. That God's calling you to take a step of faith. It has to do with your time. It has to do with your money. It has to do with people, relationships. That's the way it works in this world. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. And he's constantly calling us to places, sometimes even taking us into storms to where we have a financial crisis because God wants to know if you're going to trust him. Or we have an issue relationally because God's wanting to know if you're going to trust him. Are you going to keep doing things your way? You know, it's funny, a guy came forward first service. He said, I'm tired of doing things my way. You know what happens when you do things your way? Guess what happens? You go into storm after storm after storm. It never ends. You keep thinking, why is this happening to you? You know, God said, do it the other way. Do it my way for a change. You do it my way. And he calls us to this place that we are going to trust him because he's trustworthy. So, what storm are you in? What step of faith is God calling you to? Because Jesus is close. And he cares about what's going on in our lives. And his hands out. And he can be trusted. No matter your storm, it's not, there's no fear that's greater than him. There's no doubt that's bigger than him. And he's calling to you saying, trust me, trust me, try me. Place your faith in me. Do it my way. And so we're going to close. And maybe you're going through a storm. Maybe it's self-inflicted. Maybe it's circumstantial. Maybe it's God-directed. I don't know. And I know that God can direct all three of those. And maybe you need prayer. I'd love to pray with you today. Or maybe you want to come up to the front and pray. Maybe you need to place your faith in Jesus Christ. That you've, you've been battling this. This has been your storm. Your storm has been just your battle of who's going to be the Lord of your life. Or maybe you need to recommit yourself to him. To doing things his way. I don't know. I just know this. We can trust Jesus in any storm. That he's, he's here, he's close, and he's calling out to us. So I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to stand and sing. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are bigger than any storm in our life. Lord, I know that storms come and go. And sometimes they are self-inflicted. Sometimes we just choose poorly. But I, Lord, I know you're bigger than that. And Lord, I know sometimes they are circumstantial, that it's not our fault. We're just in the season. Something's happened. But I know that you're bigger than that. And then, Lord, I know sometimes you've called us right into the middle of a storm. And it's for moments like this where we can just simply reach your hand and say, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do things your way. I'm going to believe that you not only save me, but you're going to take care of me. So Lord, I pray for us today.
to see as being trustworthy, even in the times that are difficult. So, I lift us up today. I lift up any who would make decisions today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.